Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. So pleased you are here. Um, I feel like I've been saying this a lot lately, but I just want to preface this episode by saying if you hear a little bit of crying or whimpering or maybe even some barking, it's just because Buddy is in training. He has his L plates on learning how to be quiet while mummy's working (laughs) so yes he's in training for that at the moment so if you hear something um please understand that's all it is and i'll thank you for your patience and your understanding so before we get started i just want to give you a little update you know it has been a week today since i purchased the digital marketing course and guess what i sold two and that was really really good because it was very unexpected but i sold two So the first one made back my money. The second one put me in profit. So 497 US dollars is actually 777 or it was on the day I converted it to Australian dollars. So super duper excited about all of that. Um, I hope you enjoyed the last podcast where I went over answering some of the questions for it as well. But that's not what we're talking about today. What I want to talk with you about today is your fees. And this has come about because, as you know, I was doing a bunch of, um, you know, giving back, (laughs) giving back sessions, free coaching sessions for lovely private practice owners and emerging private practice owners in my community. And this comes up a lot, almost as much as marketing. And in fact, I would go as far as to say your fee is part of your marketing. And I'll explain why in a moment. But uh, fees definitely came up. And they often do, don't they? And I can appreciate why that happens. In fact, it happened for me too when I was first starting out. You know, I used to, um, when I was, well, there was this time, I think I might have told you already, I had just started charging fees and I was charging $15. So clients were needing to pay the full amount, which was whatever, I think it was about $100 for a session. And uh There was a lot of kickback over it and it really shook my confidence because I thought, wow, they're paying me $15 because they got $85 back. Thinking, wow, they pay me $15 and there's all this pushback over $15, you know, and it made me want to stop charging and just keep doing it free. Well, free to them, which meant no out-of-pocket expenses to them. But of course I couldn't because doing sessions at $80 or $85 an hour is absolutely not sustainable. Anyway, I remember I had just started charging and I was just sort of getting into the swing of it. I think I'd been charging this $15 for a few weeks and things were starting to settle down and I was starting to feel a little bit better about it. And I met up with a friend of mine, Kylie. Kylie is a psychologist and she was working in the inner city 
And she came down to see me just for lunch, just to have a visit. We never met before, but we knew each other from Facebook. And she was like, hey, I see you on Facebook all the time. I'd really love to catch up. And I said, yeah, I see you all the time too. Let's do that. So we made a plan and we caught up for a quick coffee. Um, And yeah, it was about half an hour. And it was in a lovely cafe that sold all organic food and, you know, we ate a Buddha bowl and stuff like that. It was really nice. Um, And anyway, we were talking about our businesses and, you know, I was telling her because I was feeling quite proud of myself that I managed to survive the first month or or month and a half of charging this $15. I remember telling her, you know, very proudly, oh, I'm charging, you know. And she said to me, well, yes, you know, you have to charge. You can't just do bulk billing. I was like, yeah, it was a huge thing. I'm feeling really proud of myself and da, 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 da. And then she said to me, how much are you charging? And I said, $100, you know, so it's 15 out of pocket. How much are you charging? And she said, 220 And do you know what? In my mind, I lost my you-know-what. I just thought, how on earth? And I think I even said to her, you're charging what? Like that, because... I wasn't judging her. It was a reflection of me and my money mindset. I was thinking straight away, I was thinking, how on earth can you charge that? I'm jealous. I'm envious. How come you can get people to pay you that? And I struggled to get people to pay me $15. It's not fair. So all this money stuff was going on in my mind. And poor Kylie was just sort of sitting there. Um And she didn't have to defend her fee, but she started saying, oh, well, you know, it's just the fee that I sort of came to. And I was just like, no, 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 that's fine. But it was just a foreign concept for me. So when I'm here explaining to you the importance of having the correct fee, um, I understand some of you are where I was and maybe you're only charging $80 or $100 and somebody else is coming along saying you should be charging $150 and I understand and appreciate how you might be thinking who are you to say that and where's this coming from and you know that's not fair and clients can't afford it and that's greedy and all these things that come up but all these things that come up are your things right they've got nothing to do with the client they've got nothing to do with the service they've got nothing to do with the business it's all your stuff that is rising up to be seen right it's not bad It's a lesson, it's an opportunity for you to sit back, maybe yourself or maybe with your business coach, your private practice coach or your private practice mentor or whoever and sit down and say, OMG, you know, Brooklyn is telling me I should be charging this much and I'm just out of my mind about it. Like, how can she be saying that? There's no way my clients could afford this, you know, my clients, this, that and the other and all the things that we say, right? But give yourself an opportunity to reflect on, sorry, if you can hear scratching, there's a tray at the bottom of, um, so he's getting, I can't say his name because then he'll get all excited, but you know who is getting crate trained at the moment and I got him the crate that's got the tray on the bottom. So he's kicked up his blankets and his towels and if you can hear scratching, that's all it is. Um Hopefully my microphone's cancelling out the background noise for you because it's pretty loud. <laughs> it sounds like he's digging to China in there. Must be a treat that he, you know, can't locate. <laughs> but anyway, I can appreciate how how that affects you. Here we go. I can appreciate how that affects you and 
the thoughts that you might have around it. So what I want to share with you today is a way of approaching fees that makes sense for me. And I shared this with some of the private practice owners that I was having the coaching calls with during the week. The first thing that I want you to know is the fee that you choose has nothing to do with your client. The second thing is the fee that you choose has nothing to do with you. The third thing is the fee is everything to do with your business. By looking at it in this way, you can achieve a few things. First of all, you're going to separate yourself and your stories from the fee, which is really important. Okay. Second of all, it puts you back in the director mindset rather than therapist mindset or social justice mindset or anything like that, um, that is not serving the business side of the practice. And that's really important. I want you to think about when you choose your fee, what does the business need in order to X, Y, Z, for example, pay me, set aside money for tax, pay my ACA registration, etc etc you get the idea pay for my supervision or my mentoring or my, my private practice coaching whatever asking yourself what the what does the business need me to be charging per counseling session what does the business need me to be charging per supervision session per mentoring session if you're doing those things um what does the business need me to be charging per head for my membership what does the business need me to be charging per person for my retreat all those kinds of things it is really just a very simple but powerful shift that you can make that takes the stress and the pain and the anxiousness out of choosing the fee. Because believe you me, I've heard it all. Like the people that I spoke to this week that were saying, I'm charging $100. And I said, okay. Um, and they were kind of cringing because they knew that, like they said, I know you're not going to be happy when you hear this, but I'm charging $100. Now, Honestly, I don't mind what you charge. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to support you and guide you. And it's always your decision what you want to do. There's no judgment here. Um, if you want to charge 100, make sure it's because that's what the business needs you to be charging. If you're charging 100 because you say to yourself, clients can't afford it, or if you're charging 100 because you say, oh, I don't have enough experience or I'm not qualified enough yet, we've got a problem. Charge 100 because that's what the business needs you to charge. Uh, so that was one of the things. The other thing was I heard that uh, from one of, the, one of the ladies I was speaking to on the coaching calls that um, her membership body, I can't recall which one it is, had done a presentation or there was something, some discussion about it at one of their chapter meetings where whoever was in charge was you know, espousing the virtues of charging $120 a session. Now, I have no idea, A, what they're doing telling you what you should be charging, says she who's telling you what you should be charging. But they did it without base, okay? There was no rhyme or reason behind the $120. Um, and it's misinformation because, and I, I loathe that whole concept of misinformation, but anyway, it's not true. The fee that you charge needs to work for your business, okay? Now, I've got a problem with peak bodies, in inverted commas, telling therapists that they should be charging less than they're worth because I believe you're worth every penny. My 
recommended fee for you is $150 per session starting rate. It doesn't matter how long you've been in practice or you can charge more, but your absolute minimum should be $150. It needs to be around that figure in order to meet the expenses and the on costs of the business such as paying you and investing in things like memberships and insurances and, you know, websites and PD, all those kinds of things, you know. Uh, $120 10 or 20 years ago, no problem. But it's 2023, soon to be 2024. Cost of living's increased. Cost of running a business has increased. Your business needs you to be making enough money to keep the doors open and to put aside some profit in the savings for the business so that you can put the money back into it, you know, when the time's right. I think telling people they should only be charging 120 undermines the important work that you do. I don't think it has anything to do with raising you up. In fact, I think it's almost like tall poppy syndrome. I think it's ripping you down telling you you shouldn't or you can't or you know whatever and I think it's more reflective of the person who told you that and their mindset and story than it is of reality Um, just my two cents and it worries me because when people are members of peak bodies they usually become a member usually I know there are always exceptions to the rule through their studies through the course of their studies so what's happening is they're going off and they're at an institution they're learning about counseling and somebody somewhere says you know a well-meaning tutor or lecturer or professor says hey you should be a member of ACA or PACFA or whoever else right and so as a student you sign up and you get your student membership and then boom starts the indoctrination and the brainwashing about all this stuff and because you look up to them and you respect them and you're not yet qualified and all those sorts of things, um, you absorb everything that they give you as true. When in fact it's not, some of it is just not based in reality at all, like this figure of $120. Um, It doesn't work. It's not going to keep your practice afloat. It's going to potentially lead to burnout It's going to potentially lead to you resenting this. It's going to potentially lead to all kinds of other issues like emotional distress, emotional unwellness, physical ailments and symptoms, not to mention what's going to happen to you spiritually because you're feeling out of alignment because you know that, you know, this fee is nothing about you (laughs) and you need the money to be coming in. I mean, I, I know not everybody wants to be a millionaire. I don't want to be a millionaire either. But you certainly need to be able to make enough to be comfortable in your practice, comfortable enough that you can take a day off here and there to spend with the family, to go to the inter-school sports, to go to the wedding, to be sick, you know, and not have to worry that you can't pay yourself that day. That's not going to happen if you're charging $120. So stop doing it and start questioning the information that is coming to you from all the different places, because I appreciate it is coming to you from loads of different places. I'm one of them. And a lot of the time what I say is different to what you're hearing with some of those membership buddies. I understand that and I don't want to confuse you. I want to help you and I have no agenda other than to help you. (laughs) Okay, there's no agenda here. 
but do start questioning. Next time you're at one of those meetings and somebody says, you know, you should charge 120, question it. Say, what's that based on? How do you know that? Where did you get that figure from? What would that mean for me? Um, you know, ask the questions. Don't be afraid. You are all very good at learning. And part of learning is having an inquiring mind. You want to ask questions. You don't just have to sit there and, um, you know, accept everything that's been told to you as law. Um, you have an opportunity as a health professional, and you should, as a health professional, ask questions. It's safe for you to do that. It doesn't mean you're a troublemaker or anything like that. Don't be afraid to ask it because I guarantee if you're sitting there in one of your chapter meetings and whoever's running it tells you you should be charging 120 and you're thinking, oh, where'd this figure come from? I bet you there'll be other people in that circle with you that are wondering the same thing. The other thing that I heard during the coaching calls when it came to fees and I was saying to people, oh, how did you come across that fee? Let's just say it was $100 again, which I can't remember. It could have been. People would say to me, oh, that's how much other counsellors are charging in my area. That's how much other psychs are charging in my area. That's how much other social workers are charging in my area. And my response to that is, well, you know, believe for them. That's amazing for them. Off they go. But again, it's got nothing to do with you. Don't copy other people's fees because you don't know what to charge. Get educated. Learn about the business side of running a practice. Uh, you don't know how those other practices came at their fees. Perhaps they sat down and they talked to their accountant and that was the fee they arrived at. Perhaps they sat down and they spoke to their supervisor or their private practice coach about the fees and that's what they arrived at. Perhaps that's all their business needs to keep it afloat because they don't have many outgoings or expenses or maybe they've got somebody at home who's also a you know an income earner who's picking up the slack you don't know right you can't compare your practice to everybody else's and say oh well they're all kind of charging about 100 so I better just charge around 100 um, no it, again your fee has nothing to do with you has nothing to do with you, has nothing to do with your clients, has nothing to do with other practices. It has everything to do with your business and what your business needs. So instead of comparing prices in your local area and pitching yourself in the middle, don't do that. Instead of comparing yourself to other practices in your area and making yours 10 or $20 less than everybody else so you fill your diary, don't do that big mistakes, not going to work. You'll burn out, you'll attract a certain type of client that can be a little bit more, well, in my experience, I know everyone's different. In my experience, the lower the fee, the more time, effort, energy goes into working with that client. Sometimes those clients can be a little bit demanding, especially if those clients have, I don't know, just again, in my experience, been institutionalized maybe they're very au fait with things like Centrelink and legal aid and office of housing and you know all this and they're used to getting things free can be very very hard for you especially if you then want to do what I did and introduce a fee and I don't want that for you um so really ask yourself again you know what does the business need me to be charging in order for me to 
and connect it with your shadow values in order for me to feel more in control that's my shadow value as you know I want choice so for me a control means choice I want choice over how I spend my time how I spend my week da, 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 da. like at the moment I work from 9 a.m till 12 uh, every single day and some of those times are with clients some of them are doing coaching calls in my groups and some of them are just on admin okay um but that's what I do because I want my afternoons. So if you've been on my Instagram lately, you'll see that, you know, I think most afternoons I'm off down the coast, down Sorrento, getting lunch, taking my mum and buddy out for a drive. And, um, you know, that's freedom to me. That's choice to me. Like other therapists might still be at work. To me, that just sounds horrible. Like I just want to work mornings and have the rest of the day and night to myself. Um but it gives you link it to your shadow values. So it might be control, it might be superiority or authority, it might be rebelliousness, whatever your shadow value is. But link it back to that because that'll also make it so much easier for you to apply your fee. And then there was another question about what do we do for, you know, if I'm going to raise my fee, what do I do with my existing clients? Like, how do I let them know I'm raising my fee? Well, the simple answer to that is I would say something to them like this. Hey, Brooklyn, um, over the next coming weeks, you're going to start to see some communication from my practice about my new fee. My new fee is going to be $150. Now, I know that is different to what you currently pay. You currently pay me $100. This fee is not going to apply to you. I'm just bringing it to your attention so that you don't panic. Because you're already a client of mine, I'm going to leave our fee on $100 until we finish our current course of work together or until, like you could say that for example, or you could say until 31st of December. So you just put a... a end point on it so it's either going to be when they finish working with you which might be two or three sessions maybe it's going to be a little bit more or say it's going to be the end of the year or mid-year or whenever you know next month or something like that but um, we want to honor people who supported us when we're building our practice and where we can try and keep them at the same rate until it kind of gets to a point where you do feel like it's necessary to bring them on to the new one, but just give them loads of notice. For me, with my counselling clients, uh, if I increase my fee, I certainly don't pass that on to existing clients. I let existing clients know, but all new clients that book in for me come in on that new fee. So that's how you do it. Um, and the other thing too was about, the other question was about cancellations and, um, you know, what do you do if you know, it's not fair because uh, someone's booked in for a session and then they've not attended and you're now chasing them up with invoices and reminders about cancellation fees and they're just not paying. What well, you know, how do we avoid this? What do we do? Well, the thing is, you need to have your business set up to accept payment from the beginning. So if this is something that you want help with, connect with me uh, and I will certainly guide you through it. It's different for each business depending on, uh, you know, things like what uh, software that you're using and things like that. But the process is pretty much the same. Get payment at the time of booking. That's it. Um, and the other option that you have there as well is to keep payment details 
on file with a signed consent form that gives you permission to process the credit card or whatever you know option they're using um, in the event that they cancel within your cancellation period so there are all kinds of things that you can do and you can do them in ways that have compassion you can do them in ways that are kind and respectful where you're not being a mean ogre but essentially we just want to keep it out of the therapy session away from the therapy session we want to have everything automated because otherwise things can potentially impact the therapeutic relationship which will then impact the work that you're doing with clients so keep it separate keep all the money stuff separate from the actual sessions have it on autopilot make sure you've got your forms signed off at um, at the start of treatment so that everybody's on the same page there's no surprises and go from there so I hope this was a helpful episode for you. Thank you so much for being patient with the uh, noise you may have heard <laughs> a little while ago. I really appreciate it. I hope that you're all having a wonderful, wonderful day. And yeah, um, looking forward to hearing about your news with your private practices. Bye for now. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.